Welcome everybody to episode one of The Muscle Business. So the idea with this is we've got a group of guys who kind of think they know something about fitness, money, business, anything like that. And we're just gonna talk about it. So episode one is here and we're here with Juki. And uh, I'll give him an intro in a second. But before we do, every single episode, we're gonna have a different coffee. And there's a couple of reasons for that. And one reason is because Stimulate Steve over there <laughs> is our in-house barista. So we'd be kind of mad if we didn't use him and have a coffee. And I don't know, I'm addicted to coffee. So that's why we're having a coffee. So today's coffee is courtesy of these guys, Columbia. Um, Steve? has got it ready for us in a French press, yep. which apparently is the, it was the best method for this. Yeah, because this is ground as a, a medium grind. It's uh, the best way you, you'll get most flavor out of it, rather than put it through a espresso machine, because it's uh, a bigger grind, the water will just pour through and it won't take the flavor out of it. Cool. So you'll just end up with a, a weak coffee rather than something that should taste really good. Hopefully it tastes really good, we'll find out. Yeah. And side note, Ryan hates coffee. We're gonna make <laughs> him drink it every single episode until he either passes out, pukes up, or leaves the podcast. <laughs> so that's kind of the plan. The um, so real quick, Juki, thank you for coming on. No worries, um, I've only known you for a little bit, but obviously I know you because you teach some classes in our gym, classes that some people like. And um, yeah, and basically your story is kind of interesting, which is why I wanted to get you on. So I don't know all of it. I'm not going to pretend to know all of it. That's why you're here to tell us. But rough plan. So then you started at Cornish Pirates. Yep, three years at the Cornish Pirates. And then obviously you were at Gloucester for eight. Eight years. Yeah. Eight years. And then obviously we've got London Irish and Saints in there as well. Yep. So yeah, like tell us a bit about why you've gone or how you've gone from playing pro rugby to doing what you do now and working in some poor mugs gym. Um, I reckon it must have been about when I was 25, so about eight, nine years ago, um, I was getting to that point where I, was, I had to stop thinking about uh, life after rugby because as, as we all know, um, it's a short career uh, and it can end, you know, any weekend you, you run out onto that pitch. So, um, I had a, like a long think about what do I enjoy doing in, in the rugby environment that I can take from that and transition into life after rugby. Um, I've always in, enjoyed uh, the fitness side, uh, whether that be out on the field um, doing all the running or in the gym uh, lifting all the weights. Um, but then I'm also keen on, on different uh, different training methods as well. So I would you know pop down to the local CrossFit gyms the bodybuilding gyms, um, picking the brains of the different coaches, the, 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 the gym owners as well. Um, so actually interested so, in it yeah, rather so, than just like... Yeah, it was yeah. always a, a big interest in mine. So like, I thought, well, look, I might as well get started with this. So I did my standard level two and three uh, personal training. And then once I did that, I actually started PT in my next door neighbor for free just to get just to get a feel for it, just to, just to try all these different methods out. Um, and, and because all I, all I knew was the rugby gym environment, so it's quite professional, very structured in, in, in the way that we program our sessions. But I needed to get used to training someone um, who's not from that environment because I know as soon as I, I left rugby, uh, career behind that the majority of the people that I'm going to be training are just normal everyday people yeah, so yeah, yeah so building that relationship understanding how to program for just someone who wants to either just get started into it um, uh, you know 
have uh, training sessions focused on, on their goals. Um, so yeah, so for a year I trained my next door na- neighbour. Is your next door neighbour yeah. still alive? Yeah, he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, Shout he's out good. to Adam. He's still watching. So yeah, so I basically would train him three times a week. Uh, um, you know, it, it was great. It was really good. Uh, obviously, I, I, during that time I, I, I uh, learned what worked well and what didn't look, work well. Um, and uh, and and to, ha- to to program something that is adaptable because um, things might you know, someone might not be able to perform a movement but be able to think when you think go okay let's change it up and uh, make sure that it's adaptable for, for everyone um, and that, and what I learned in that sort of year I, st- I took on uh, when I finished rugby and, and started to build up a client base and it, it put me in good stead uh, for what I'm doing right now. It's cool. It's amazing. I think it's kind of, it's like you say, it must be hard if you've gone from an environment where you've got S&C coaches that are structured, every session's planned, everything's kind of on this linear chart, and then you come and work um, in the PT trade, because the reality is we've got, obviously, Ryan is a PT at this gym as well, Steve has trained his whole life virtually, and, and yeah, you soon realise that actually... Um, the majority of clients, they just don't care. Ma- the majority of clients, yeah. the reality is like that their, their life is, is not... Uh, something that's going to facilitate that much of a structured approach so you do have to free flow a little bit but coming from rugby that must have been a bit of a culture shock I guess yeah of course and like when you're training with guys who who, who understand training who've been training from such a young age they understand the technique they understand the form uh, the control the time and the tension um, whereas like when you when you're you're given or you, you meet someone and they've never touched a weight in their life, you have to start them on the fun- fundamentals and get them moving their body right with just their body weight. Um, and then once they start to understand that, then you can start moving them onto the weights. So for me, it was like, oh God, I, I, I want to I get them under the barbell, but it's actually, I, want, I need to make sure that I'm progressing for them yeah. so they can progress. It's almost um, like having to so teach someone to yeah. biomechanics of moving. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Whereas like, because I, I grown in this in in this professional environment you, you just think every you, yeah. you, you sort of get blinkered in a way and yeah. you, you think expect that everyone else to have the same level yeah. of knowledge exactly <laughs> yes. yeah and then when you come away from that environment and then you're chucked with someone who's never never yeah. been in set, been in the gym or set foot in the gym you have to make them comfortable mm. with their with their movement with just their body and then build their confidence into using um, a weight and uh, and making sure that you've got those fundamentals ticked off every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is. It, you know, that's one of the main learning points for me coming from that professional environment into. Um, you know, About like normal the. World. Um, I, I guess because I'm I'm just going to ask the questions that I think like people might want to might want to know, and I know it seems like a really um, overly simplistic, nosy question. But I guess a lot of people watching this that don't work in the fitness industry are going to be like, right, pro rugby player, and now he's teaching fitness classes and doing PT. What was the what? Just honest question up front. What was the money drop like at first? Was it like was it a big shock? Was it not? Yeah, Had you been rather being nosy, like I'm being nosy, <laughs> yeah. was it enough of a shock that you were yeah, like, just oh pull out shit? Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, because it's hard. Because I mean, yeah. I've, I've gone from working zero-hour contracts and getting you know, and, and there isn't a lot of money to start with, and it's, yeah. it's difficult to start with. Yeah, of course. Um, like I've I've got my so I've gone he- head into um, the personal training and fitness industry since last August, and I've still got my diary at the minute. Yeah. And and I look back from my first sort of month um, training people, and 
and I look into that diary and I've got three sessions in that week booked out making 60 quid in that week yeah. from those three sessions um, and that was just taking group sessions at one of the other local gyms in the area yeah. um, but I, what I found is, is actually being a part of a gym and taking those group sessions um, is the best way to sort of promote you as a PT uh, because a group of people can see you for what you're about, your personality, how you treat others, how you coach, your, your sort of overall understanding of um, how to train a group of people. So your advertise, I, I use that sort of um, time where I'm t teaching a group to advertise uh, my skills as a coach and then I would go like someone would come up to me and go oh Juki um, like I, I, I follow you you're on, on your Instagram I see that you, you know you, you do a lot of like uh, big heavy compound lifting I, I want to break out of like the group training functional stuff and I want to come over and do some uh, proper com like heavy compound lifting uh, with you one to one and then it just grow it grew from there so I would say my like, looking like I said looking back at my diary and only seeing three group <laughs> training sessions I'm like going shit I'm making shit. 60 quid um, a week to like <laughs> like now where, where I said to myself from the very start I want to average about 50, 15 PT clients a week yeah. and then top that up with the group sessions that I'm taking um, obviously here at Titan and, and then at, at um, the other gyms uh, in the local area uh, and I've built myself up to that point um, now, eight, like coming up to a year now. Like yeah. I'm, I've, hit, I've hit, I've, yeah. yeah, I've hit my really I've, good for a I've year. I've hit my, my my targets, but then also there, there there are times in in the year where like you've got uh, families away, I mean, there'll be seasonal changes, yeah, yeah. on holiday. So um, uh, also like I got married like last month, so yeah. I had two weeks where well done I wasn't for getting that in. I haven't got the We're ring broken. on, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, I went two weeks without. Um, you know, working, yeah. so I'm not getting paid. And this is it, it ain't but, the same, is it, when you're, when you're doing this? But, so, yeah. but, but on that, I, I'm the happiest um, I've ever felt. It's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm stress-free. Yes, I'm not earning the money that I was earning as a professional, but the freedom that I've got, um, the enjoyment that I get out of training people, yeah. I've never been happier with my work, um, so it doesn't feel like work to me. And I understand that it's a building process, um, and building those relationships up with like the guys like yourself here at the gym, and the guys that I meet that come into the gym, all of your uh, all of your members and stuff like that. So if I can build those relationships, and then you know, uh, it's like sort of. I'm, you're, I'm helping you, but you're helping me because um, those guys get to see me as 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 a coach. And then if the, like a couple of them want PT sessions, one PT session a week, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, isn't it? you you grow and we grow together. Exactly. And that's what it's got to be, and that's what all business. It was it like what? Oh um, man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's have a little spoof of this. Oh, it's, yeah, that's I lo that's horrible. Love oh. it. It's not bad. <laughs> Dookie, did you find uh, having a good social media presence from your professional days help? Oh, definitely. Um, and and that's why I, I, I think one of the other gyms that I'm, tra I'm training at has done so well with me being there is because of what I've done yeah. in my professional rugby career. So and all, and, known and, anyway. and the, the area that we live in, mm. which is just a massive no, it's a rugby, rugby, town, yeah, rugby city. Um, <clears throat> Uh, it's definitely helped, um, but people understand that I, I 
I've been there, done that. Mm. They know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that shit lingers. Yeah. It definitely gives you a little bit more of a boost because obviously you can reach more people. If, yeah. if for example, say like I've got, I think it's something like 1,700 followers on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's, I can reach more people. Yeah. Um, One and point on that is yeah. um, you've been sharing me on your uh, Instagram, and I've actually had a couple of your followers follow me yeah. in return. So you know, that's much appreciated that you. Yeah, and that's, uh, and that's his invoices in the post. Few more free coffees, muscle business. <laughs> but that's the eighty. But I think that's um, <laughs> that's the the, uh, the beauty about. Um, the actual gym business is, mm. is that that uh, we're quite lucky that we've got a group of people that want to help each other. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. want to help promote each other's businesses, yeah. um, and the stronger we become at help building up this community, mm. you know, the stronger our businesses are going to be oh, in the long run as yeah. well. This is one of the reasons why I'm so uh, so keen on independent businesses. I share a lot of other coffee businesses that are independent, and other people say to me, "Why are you sharing other people's businesses?" on your page, well, why not? Why, why should I not uh, celebrate somebody else's really good efforts? I'm not the only coffee guy in Gloucester. I'm never going to be the only yeah. coffee guy in Gloucester. But, but you, don't, you don't need to be though, do you? That's well, no. the other thing. Like We yeah. talk yeah, about gyms and, yeah. and people yeah. that run gyms. Well, oh, no, I'm not going to talk about it. Why? There's 180,000 people in town you do not. You only need a couple of thousand members to be profitable yeah. and working greatly. So you don't need everyone. No. You just I, need a loyal client base. I trained at a local independent gym for a little while, about a year, and I left there to go somewhere else. Because every year I like to change my gyms. And the, the owner messaged me, "Why the fuck are you going to a different gym? Why are you Why are you staying here? Have you left?" You'll know who it is. Yeah, no, I'm I, not going to say who it is without yeah. you even asking. Well, I know who it is. Of course, you know who Probably, it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the only one he's done it to. He, he, there's, there's just no need for that. And that sort of attitude is going to make you think, well, I'm not going back there again anyway. Yeah, it's strange. But just <coughs> going on that sharing of businesses yeah. and promoting other businesses, like I will always, I will, I will only share someone else's business if I find, if I've got value in that business, I see yeah. the value in that business. Um, I won't share someone else's business if I think that they're they're just in it to, to make a quick buck and the, and the, the quality like the and the value yeah, yeah, yeah. and the quality yeah. and the value isn't there because yeah. I, I just think that you're just you're just trying to screw people over yeah, yeah. so for for me I I will always back someone's business if I'm like they they they're in it for the yeah. right reasons they want to give the best quality they can give to Absolutely. to, to yeah. um, <coughs> to people that are, are paying their hard-earned money for that yeah. um, business, so yeah. uh, unless yeah. it's a contest and then you share it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tag five friends and share to win a holiday to the yeah. Bahamas. When he shares it next, I'm going to be like, Nate, what's what's the value in I'll that? I'll never man? do that anyway, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if the it's a set of dumbbells, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, they've got to be about fifty kilos, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely get excited for. Friends and people that become friends are independent business people. So I don't care what the business is. If you're making cakes, if it's good cakes, I'm, I'm there. I'm rooting for it. Yeah. I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now pe- people are too scared um, of, of buying into someone else's success, though, aren't they? Yeah. Which is which is mad. But well, we should all be celebrating, like you say. We should be celebrating our friends and associates that are doing well. So. 100%. 
Hundred percent. Our success is, is is everyone else's success, yeah. and it's just it's good for the industry as a whole because yeah. our industry is let's be honest, our industry is one that is never, in my opinion, really going to be able to fully leave behind some of the negative connotations oh, no. that no. built no, up in yeah. it over the decades. So yeah. actually, anyone that, that breaks the mold now and does something good and does something positive and is successful, yeah. we should be celebrating it because oh, yeah. yeah. it's good for the industry as a whole. It helps us leave behind some of the shady aspects of our past that mm. we've still got. Um, getting, the fitness industry itself is getting worse as well. Some aspects of it are. I think it, I think there is a cultural shift going on. I think that's interesting. Like we, you know, because um, it's kind of we look at we look at your career, right? So I mean, you've you've gone now and you've been able to leave um, Premiership Rugby, and actually the the fitness industry is big enough and booming enough that you're able to forge a successful business now within a year, and that's that's because of things like social media yeah. and things like that but equally that is the same thing that is responsible for a lot of the bullshit yeah. as much as I hate social media I shouldn't say that I don't like social media mainly because I'm not very good at it I'm not good at marketing it's not a natural thing for me but I am aware that it's such an important tool even if you're not in business just as a just as a normal person that wants to sort of be out there a little bit yeah. so unless you're like you say like unless you're out there purely for the money and the fame yeah. I don't get that but so if you're just I, genuine I, and you've got a message yeah. then it's great and that's the thing is, is that if you, it is a, a way of, of advertising your business for free yeah. and then and then if someone um, is from the outside looking in and they're, they're unsure but they have the co- they have the courage to message you yeah. and you message them back saying like, come you know yeah. like come down and you, you give them that friendly approach yeah, and you make vote. yeah and you say look come down like I had um, a lad who follows me he came and did one PT session with me about eight months ago and he still follows me and he, me- he like messages me every now and again and then he asked me about coming here to do the group sessions here and I was like yeah come down I said I said, it's, it's, I said one thing that, that, that um, you'll love about this place is that you'll come down everybody's welcoming the sessions are programmed to uh, to cater for every uh, fitness level um, and ability and I said you work within your own um, uh, movement patterns and uh, your fitness ability. And so you just come in, you work hard, meet some new people, you know, uh, and uh, have a good workout, and then and then and go. But then, like, you feel as though you're part of something as well. Um, it's not it's not like um, those independent gyms like the one round the back over yeah. there we won't <laughs> name names because we don't want to promote them but but but, but they're good. other gyms are available <laughs> but like um you know those, those are the types of gyms where people go in with ego they, they yeah. you know they don't want to talk to anyone it's um you know uh, people get territorial whether it's with a rack or a bench yeah. and stuff like that and it's yeah. like how many you got left mate yeah 11. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and then they sit there for 10 minutes on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the, the beauty about this place is that you come in and, and everybody's welcoming. Mm-hmm. You know, the trainer, like, all the, when I first came here, Ryan, Ben, James, mm-hmm. Joel. Yeah. You know, all of the guys made me feel really welcome. It's mm-hmm. not like, like, oh, this is my territory and you're stepping into it. It's like, well, like, you're coming in mm-hmm. uh, to bring something a bit different. Yeah. And we want to... We yeah. want to build you up, but then, like I, like as soon as I came in, like they started following me. I started following them, yeah. and everything that they post, I'm liking, and I'm if I can follow, if oh, I yeah. can repost re, uh, it on my story, I'll do that, and it's great. And that's because I want, um, I, I want to help these guys because mm. they want to, they want to help me, and it's a yeah. great way of, of of boosting each other's um, profiles and businesses. Yeah.
The other thing I find is if you're in an environment that's full of enthusiastic guys, that just rubs off on everybody, and everybody, like I say, just wants to really push and help each other get you, to where they're You very much are, like, you become the top five people you spend the most time around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if you spend the most time around negative yeah, that just energy vampires, and it just kills you. Yeah. You, you kill yourself off and you become one yourself. Because yeah. you have to vent what everyone else has been telling to you. Well, yeah. You just kills set, you set, yeah. Yeah. set yourself away from like Ben, yourself, yeah. or you guys. You got. It's, it's either you rise to the top and you become one, or you just like, mm, no, okay. Yeah. Like you Not can't really scratch that and you end up. Yeah. It's joys of being a PT though, isn't it? Because you're as much a counselor for their bullshit yeah. as, oh, yeah, yeah, as yeah. you are anything else. Yeah. But I think the reality is you've just, yeah, and that's. That's probably 12 years speaking as opposed to, you know, when I started and I'd done it for a year or two. But you just some some personalities are, are, are good at dealing with that. And some, pe- some people shouldn't be PTs because if they mm-hmm. don't deal well with listening to people's yeah. problems, job between, so they're not going to be very good at it. Um, so they shouldn't be PTs. But I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, obviously, we said about egos, didn't we, and stuff like that. What's, what's the... Because the fitness industry is full of egos, right? Whether it's on social media or in person, what's that like compared to like a a, a Premier League locker room? Because there's got to be some chips on shoulders yeah. in there. But so in, different. I I've been lucky in my sort of career that um, if someone um, sort of overstepped the line or or thought they were better than the team, um, they'll get shut down. Um, or you would tell, like on a <laughs> on a on a tin hat Tuesday session where we're doing full contact. You'd let them know. Exactly. <laughs> and and and, um, and those people don't last long in that in that environment. I don't know what it's like now, uh, especially with like the younger lads coming in and and they're so that you know these kids are coming out of school and college yeah. and they're ready to they're already ready to play because they've done they've been through like the player de- development programs and the the. They've been like training like pros since they're they're like 12 12 to 18, and then they're ready to step up. So I don't, and with the the social media, going back to the social media, don't know if their egos are a little bit, you know, inflated and stuff like that. But um, I was quite lucky to come into like a bit of an old school mentality. That old school way of rugby was there when I first joined. Yeah. So it was like head, you know, for me, it was, it was like, keep your head down don't say boo to a goose and just work hard you earn your stripes through work, working hard um so i would like yeah just going back to what you said ben mate like i was quite lucky that that we had a group of boys and even from like the clubs that i went from the pirates to gloucester to irish to to northampton like um the the, the hierarchy yeah. would, would make sure that everyone is Le- level-headed yeah. on a level playing field, which is good because when you're out on the rugby field, you got to, you're not you're not out there on your own. You're out there with your, you're out there with your, your mates, you know, and everybody's got you got, got to know that everybody, well. yeah. There's that trust, yeah. and that you know that that guy next to you's got your got your back if something yeah. does happen. I think it's, it's more more so than a lot of sports. That's important in it in rugby. Yeah. But I think it's just interesting that you've gone to an industry now that I don't know. Again, as someone who runs a gym, like. You have to manage egos when you run a gym because there's there's an interesting personality dynamic a lot of the time with different trainers. So you have to do a bit, but equally, like it's good to have a little bit of an ego 
Oh, good. Yeah, and I think it's yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. to have a little bit. Oh, yeah. But, e- it's, ego but, gets, it's, ego but it's managing expectations of what that ego is going to bring them. Because most yeah. of the time they then realise, as you said, control your ego. Yeah. It doesn't <coughs> translate to, yeah. to being productive. It doesn't yeah. translate to financial success. No. It's, you know, it's fine to have a little bit of fire in the belly. It's good, but yeah. Mm. Well, you need that enthusiasm to sort of drive, drive you forward to yeah. get to where you yeah. want. Yeah. And well, it's okay. I think ego. I think it's underrated to a degree that you either overplay it and you just make yourself look like an ass or you don't Have develop enough. it enough yeah. so I think there is a fine line between there is, yeah. being a dick or yeah. being that guy's got goals and he's going after it yeah 100% but I think there's always that one person within the gym who will shut that person if there's someone oh, yeah. is stepping over that yeah. line they're always that yeah, yeah. Ste- yeah we'll call yeah. Steve yeah. and Steve <laughs> that guy will be sorting out yeah. <laughs> spike his coffee mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, what, what we, say, we, we should talk about the coffee briefly before we keep going so I, I love coffee yep. my blood is 60% coffee <laughs> that's to so be generous Steve. Um, yeah, so I, I like that. That's nice. So yeah, uh, yeah. Medellin. I think that's how they say it. Medellin. Medellin. Um, yeah. So it's kind of being. It's nice. That's. that's I watched too many uh, documentaries to know that. What, so <laughs> what, what what are we saying on that, Steve? Uh, I like it. I don't think this brewing method is quite right though. Okay. So what are we giving it? Uh, out I think 10? maybe pour over would have been better. Okay. Uh, give it an eight out of ten. Flavour wise, is really good. Eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what, yeah. Bear in mind, this is going to be a long running season, Steve. You're going to be here in twelve uh, maybe years. Twelve right, years. Six thousand coffees in. We don't want to be handing out ten out of ten, ten straight away. Ten. Right, let's go for seven then. Seven out of ten. Yeah. What's saying? What's saying, mate? I fucking hate it. <laughs> no, I fucking I hate, hate it. it. But you've got to give it a score out of ten. Yeah, zero out of fucking ten. <laughs> <laughs> I try one swig and it's oh, it's, it's still lingering. Any, co- any coffee that companies that want to send us coffee, if anyone can provide a coffee that Ryan actually gives a 10 out of 10 to, oh, then you I mean, it's a 10 out of 10 with how shit it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, that's a zero. Yeah. And, uh, what are you saying? Uh, I, I don't mind it. It's not too much. Oh, review of the century. I don't think <laughs> it, I don't, These guys are going to be... I don't awesome. think it, I don't mind it. They're ready to yeah, tweet. Um, Pro rugby player says, yeah, yeah I don't mind right. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's not that overpowering if you know what I mean like it doesn't <laughs> taste like a, it doesn't taste like a like a like crap, a coffee cr- like a crappy Starbucks burnt bean it tastes quite nice he's not getting sponsored <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I'll, Starbucks Starbucks right. uh, uh, I'll give it a six yeah I'm gonna say six as well yeah. and the guy you can't see is our sound engineer Sam what are we saying give it a score a good eight and yeah, a half. See, it's decent. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got to get some of my stuff in at some point. Our, our expectations. That's, that's got to be a ten. Spanish coffee. Spanish coffee. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Okay. All right. I'll have a look at that. Be a while till you can go to Spain and get some. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to mention them. Uh, we can mention what you want to mention. Other online order sites are available. Uh, yeah, okay, so we've got yeah, six, six, zero. I'm going to go for a seven. Because seven and an eight and a half. Fair enough, cool. So, yeah. Uh, Dookie, how do you deal mentally with going from a team sport to working for yourself, by yourself? Um, it's, I tell you what, it is, it is a huge, like, mindset yeah. shift from, go, you know, having... Like you get like going in the gym and the testosterone is through the roof. The, the music's <laughs> blaring. The boys are like, you got you've got your you got your your proper like gym yeah. like lovers, and then you like in a rugby team you've got your the guys who are just like look like Beast. they're working hard but they're oh, not right. working <laughs> hard. Um, so like the gym environment has always been like 
brilliant yeah. to be a part of. Um, and uh, usually got like SNC coaches that are bouncing off off the off the walls as well. They usually really energize the bunnies going nuts. But yeah, so like going from like training on my own, I actually like had to come up with a program, a week program. Um, keep myself accountable and then yeah. like I use my Instagram account and I I, I post it not for for me or for the followers I just post it just to go right I'm being accountable I've just said right I'm gonna write I've got this program that I'm gonna follow I'm gonna record myself and then post it and if I don't record it or post it that means I'm not being accountable to myself so yeah. it's just a way of me doing it yeah, and, a good little trick. But, but then also it promotes yeah. your training what, my style. training style yeah. what, what I actually enjoy doing on my own mm. um, but then I love the group PT stuff yeah I love it I love I love coaching it like yeah. there'll be times where I'll be like right I'm jumping in if, <laughs> you know I'm jumping in I've jumped jumped in a few times here yeah. Yeah. Um, at the other gym that I train at I, I'll jump in with them yeah. um, and I love it and, uh, and it's got that that old like team environment mm. feel to it um, to feel a bit like nostalgia then a bit what? Nostalgia. What does that mean? Like going back to. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah definitely. <coughs> um, and uh, it's it, like when you've got someone like right next to you pushing yeah. you, especially yeah. if you're doing like an am like an amrap type session uh, in 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 one of the blocks, and you go right, we've got these these uh, movements with these reps as many rounds as possible, and you've got one of the, like the the, the strongest Feed fittest guys other. there next to you, and they're yeah. and they're pushing you. And like nothing, nothing's being said, but but you you're like you know. I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna get myself ahead of you, and he's yeah. like, no, I'm gonna. It's quite good. It's it's uh, it's nice. There's that bit of competition within the gym, but it but then it's it's friendly competition. It's um it's it's not necessarily ego either, which is good. Um, it's just like I'm gonna push you, you're gonna push me. Um, so I I enjoy that group training sessions, and I think that's why um. Uh, why it's going so well here and at the other place that I'm taking sessions because I actually love it. Mm. I absolutely love it, and um, you know, like, oh, you'll hear me calling like the group. I wouldn't be like calling people like by their names. I'd be mm. calling it team. Mm. Let's go team because it feels like it. Like yeah. I'm back in that rugby environment. Is that just part of your training from the rugby days? Yeah, so? yeah. And you're like, come on, team, let's yeah, yeah. go. Yes, you're working hard for yourself. Mm. But you're working together yeah, yeah. as a group as well. It so motivates the others, doesn't it? Like you said with the team, yeah. you go into your old, you know, SSC environment. Yeah, the music's better, and everyone's training hard. You're there, and you're like, yeah, right, let's get it. Yeah, yeah. And even like you can even say you can, like call, you can call the group family yeah. or whatever you want to call it, squad, crew. Mm. Um, you know, and and it, and like. But the thing is that they feel a part of it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you instead of just saying, "Oh, well done, you guys over there," or "You guys over there," mm. uh, well done, like that person, that person. Well done, red t-shirt. Yeah. Red t-shirt. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like by 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 calling out their name, by calling the group, team, family, mm. crew, squad, everybody like buys into it a bit more. Yeah. Um, and uh, I always say to them from the very start, it's like. Like you're here because you you know you want to get fit you want to get stronger but you want to enjoy your training mm. and um, you want to feel a part of something and and these types of gyms are are the gyms that are going to thrive oh, yeah. in Definitely the future because it becomes a bit of a club a bit of a family um, but then you, you it's that networking as well so you might meet a plumber and yeah, yeah. and you have that trust with them in the gym and you go oh I've got I've got I need some some work done oh, yeah. to my house you give them a shout because you you trust them and you've learned you 
you've, you've built up a bit of a relationship with him in the gym. Yeah. That's happened with you a couple of times, isn't it? Yeah, I've got clients that, you know, members come to the gym loads of different walks of life. And yeah, like, you're not going to, without, without quoting the well-known ghost-based hunting film, who are you going to call? Like, you're yeah. not going to phone anyone else, are you? Like, if you know, exactly. straight away. Well, I think gyms like this uh, have become people's social meeting hubs place. in the yeah. little hub. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah, so yeah. many people are so busy with their jobs these days. And I think financially, people have to work harder, mm. especially in the UK. The UK is so expensive to live that we're all busting our ass to earn a living that this becomes people's steam valve. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's a sanctuary for all of us, isn't it? Mm. Like as PTs, you've got to be, you got to be willing to be something of a counsellor, yeah. because that steam valve is going to go here for activity, oh, yeah. but they've got to vent as well, mm. and that's what yeah, usually yeah. happens yeah. for me. I expect you guys have had like clients that have come in from a like a really shit week or a shit day, and <laughs> and you've just gone. Actually, we're not count off the training. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Put, I'm gonna put the kettle on. Yeah. And let's just have a chat, and yeah. then you might they might have a half hour chat or an hour's chat, yeah. but they feel better for it. Yeah, and, and, then, and then you get clients that will never get better. Like, yeah, like yeah. I've got, I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm not going to train her anymore, but I had a client. Here we go, first story that I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> ever going to get in trouble for? Well, she's not watching. Her, her nickname, this is years ago now, was the Black Hole. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because she was so, she was, she was so negative, <laughs> right? That she would just suck anything else in around her, and it would vanish. And I would give you an example, right? And she'll never see this, I doubt. I apologise if she does. I miss our sessions dearly. But she would come through the door, and so I would go, "Morning." And she, how are you? And she go, and her reply, I kid you not, straight face was, "Well, I'm not fucking dead yet." There's only so far you can push that, even <laughs> yeah. if you do put the kettle on and have a chat with her, mate. You weren't cheering her up. Literally, yeah, that some was, people you can't help. Some people you can't help. <laughs> well, some people don't want the help, and yeah, they don't so, know. They, yeah, some they people really don't. like being miserable. Yeah, yeah, misery loves company, isn't it? Mm. Misery loves company, but no, yeah. I mean it was good. She still, you know, she still used it. She trained with me for years. She used it. She only, <coughs> you know, only stopped for yeah. whatever reason because she moved away. But yeah, no, it was yeah. Some people don't want. No, they yeah. don't want help. They like being unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> but you've you've probably found the majority of people like the good-hearted ones who come in with a like they are coming in to train uh, hard, but and they come in with a positive attitude. But like if they come in and you can see their body language is down mm. and they're you, you just know they've had a shit day or yeah. some shit news, and you're like, right, let's have a let's have a let's sit down, let's have a coffee. You get, get older, Steve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the secrets I hear on on my morning coffee rounds is just ah oh, gatekeeper. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> gatekeeper yeah. of secrets. Oh yeah, definitely. That's another <laughs> thing that PTs like, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you are, you know things that other people. Yeah. 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 Like Ryan says, certain industries that you work in, you, you become people's counselor. Inadvertently, whether you whether you realise it at the time or not. So, but yeah, uh, yeah it can be interesting. I'm, I meet a lot of interesting people. I think the hardest the hardest thing I think with any kind of business where you're like that is you've got to remain impartial. Yeah, you've got to remain. You know, even though they're talking to you about this, you've got to act, literally act like a counsellor where you're just like... They yeah. don't necessarily want your opinion. Yeah. And sometimes it's I just hard. want to understand. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I'm, I'm like you. I have uh, aspects. So sometimes my mind just... And it comes out without going through the filter first. Mm. And I've said a couple of things to a couple of people. And as soon as it came out, I thought, oh, shit. Yeah. And they just <laughs> give me a look. And they're like, oh, 
and then she just walked off. Yeah. And I'm thinking, shit, I just lost that customer. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes, sometimes it has to be said. So sometimes but it has to be said, and I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't worry about but it. No, right? But nine times out of ten, they don't want your opinion. No. They just like you say, what's your um, obviously? So how to you? You a year and a bit into doing this, like full time now. Not even a year. Not even so a year. Aug- August I started, so 10 Amazing months. that you've done it in 10 months, but then straight away. I know you're only 10 months in then, but what's the um, what's the one thing that so far you know for a fact, whether it's the business aspect or, or the fitness aspect or whatever, because there's always something we've got to get better at. I've got 100 mm-hmm. things I need to get better at yeah. constantly. What's the one thing that you know at the minute is your biggest, uh, is your biggest drawback? Oh, definitely the... The business side. Yeah. Um, I'll this be honest. Just cl- when you invoice me, and it, it had like <laughs> someone else's name, didn't it? I'm trying, mate. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> you when you messaged me, I was like, oh my god. I paid him anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> money, yeah the money bit was right, but the, the name might have been wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, bank account was going into, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the definitely the business side, but then like. Even on the training side, I'm still learning. Like yeah. I, 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 I just think that that if you close yourself off to like one training method, you're closing yourself off to training so many different people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so like, I, 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 I love like all the different training methods, whether that's bodybuilding, whether it's like the, just a group PT, the the CrossFit style training, um, the uh, strength and conditioning, you know. Uh, side of stuff um, so like, I'm I'm like an open book like, I, I know I don't know everything but I'm willing to learn as much as I can um, take what I feel is the best um, and then use it to my advantage and my way of training my personality because everybody's different everybody trains differently everybody uh, presents their sessions differently um, enjoys different things yeah, stuff like yeah. do you find different age groups prefer different styles of training um it's funny, like in the like obviously the group training sessions. That's when you when you sort of see like the different age groups. Uh, so like on, I think it was Monday, uh, one of the members brought in his son who's fourteen, mm. and then like we had like one Probably of the eldest, really uh, yeah, one yeah. of the eldest members, which was I think it was Carla. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how old Carla is. She like thirty <laughs> yeah, nine. Far far more fun to let him guess. Yeah, I think she's <laughs> in her thirties. Yeah. She looks like she's in her thirties. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> good save, eh? Good yeah. save. Play it safe. Play it safe. I don't want to get. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but that's Starbucks like, doesn't worry. <laughs> but Carla. Um, but yeah, just just I like. Uh, I just try and keep uh, things um, functional. Uh, I don't. I don't like um, give anyone like sort of. Uh, criticism if, if they can only move in, it, like in a certain way like if their flexibility isn't that good I just say right move with good technique within your flexibility range um, we had there's one of the girls Emily she got yeah yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah so her m- mobility yeah, range of motion exactly. is, is, is drastically reduced but yeah. you still find a way to do exactly. it exactly and that's the and that's what I said to her I said look don't you worry about anybody else around no. you I was like I was like you just enjoy the session mm-hmm. I said you move in in your mobility yeah. range, um, no, and I was like, if you get, if you, if you struggle with anything, just give me a shout, and I'll, we can, we can adapt it straight yeah. away. So, like, I always find just make the pre- uh, simplicity is always mm. the best oh, yeah. 
best way to train people um, mm -hmm. because as soon as you make things complicated like people will, will either get injured or they'll like lose focus yeah so keep things really s simple um, get them moving with with good control um, good time as we all know just the very basic stuff mm. and then you're gonna get the most out of, most out of them um, but yeah it's a uh, like I always see in those group training sessions like like uh, from the very start, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I've got someone who's who's at this this fitness level. Someone's at this at the other end of the scale." Mm. But then, if 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 you keep things simple and you go right, if you feel like you can lift heavier, go heavier. Yeah. If you feel like you're struggling with that weight, just drop down. That's mm -hmm. fine. It's it's fine. And I don't put pressure on anybody. No. Um, the last, I think, the last thing that that people want is to be like shouted at and mm. and put down. Depends on the personality. But like, um, especially in a big group, nobody yeah, wants to be yeah, called yeah. out. Yeah. If you know yeah. what I mean. And yeah. and for me, I just all like like I just want people to. I, I think it's great that people want to exercise and move. But then I think the most important thing is that they're having fun Enjoy because that will bring them back yeah. every time. Yeah. And yeah. if they can build friendships around them doing that as well, that's even another big. That's yeah, an even like bigger that. plus. Yeah, that's definitely well. a class mentality, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um. I must admit, teaching a class is far different than PT individual clients. Um, but like I said, the premise is still exactly the same. Simplicity is, is key. Feedback from the client. A lot of people. A lot of times when PTs are training them and they're doing plans, they say, "Right, okay, you done it this this week. You got to do it this next week, and so on, so on." So if you had ten reps for something, next week is eleven. Next week is twelve, yeah. and so on. But they forget to ask how the client's feeling. Don't forget to ask, you know, how are you feeling today? Are you tired? Are you achy? Is your back sore? People have desk jobs and stuff like that. You know, a lot of times they suffer with their back. Mm. So say, okay, we're going to hit this, and it's like, yeah. And the client just does it because he doesn't want to, or she doesn't, doesn't want have to. Doesn't have to think about it, does Yeah, intrude. It doesn't want to, like, push, push back. Yeah. It's like um, Louis Simmons, though, West Side Barbell, isn't it? The story mm. of him with the guy that broke his arm. Yeah. He turned up for bench day. Man, and, and Louis, yeah, yeah, he turned up for bench day. You, what, you, have you seen it? West Side Against the World. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Great. Yeah, it's brilliant. And he, yeah, yeah, he he, West Side mean. Against the World. It's brilliant. And he turns up and he's like, right, he's like, well, we're, we're maxing out on bench day. And he's like, when my arms in a sling, he's like, "Wow, one more another, mate. We're maxing out, so off you go, get warm." Yeah. Like where, where, where in in any compartment <laughs> of his mind mm. has he calculated that that is going to be productive for yeah. that athlete? Mm. I'm calling him an athlete because the guy was going towards the regional powerlifting. Like, at yeah. what point is that productive? Mm. But yeah. the trouble is, a lot of PTs take that attitude and they go, "Yeah, I'm going to be the next whatever. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to make a max out every every Sunday for nine months, and yeah. then wonder why they've got no no stronger." So, that's poor yeah. knowledge of the science, and that's also poor knowledge of well, just people. In some of them have got the knowledge in it, yeah. and they just don't want to put it into practice because they they're not they're not. The reality is that we know, right? Level two and level three PT qualifications don't mean that's, shit. Yeah, that's yeah? introduction. They do not mean the paper that they're written. <laughs> yeah. They're not worth anything. But the trouble is, they get it, and then even the ones that go from there and they go into a master's or a doctorate or they go and do something higher after that, mm. when they actually enter the industry and they realise, like you said at the start, that most people they're going to train are never going to be working towards that professional yeah. capacity. Suddenly, <laughs> they disregard all the knowledge that they know and they yeah, just yeah. fall back into yeah. the basic model yeah. of shouting and yelling. It's, yeah. it's, it's either that or they do they do the other thing they, they try to put what they learn in the masters and stuff like what they learn in their PhD they try to put it into you know I don't know any Karens but Karen walking in from the gym <laughs> um, yeah try to put it into Karen walking into the gym and she's like she does not care 
No, she no, wants no. to come in, have fun, look like she's getting fitter, look like, look like she's getting stronger. Um, that's it. That's but she want, doesn't man. care, you know, about rep ranges and stuff like that. You tell her what to do, she wants to have fun. That's it. And uh, I was guilty of it at the start. Um, I'm really big into my science and stuff like that. I really like the research. And I was saying to, I remember having my PT qualification, uh, getting it, and someone marking me and said, your anatomy is great understanding of the science is great but you've got to put the personal in personal trainer that's there's there's no you know people come in like i said they don't care they just want to have fun but they should definitely um i i thought about it because because any joe blogs off the street can go and get their level three pt but then they haven't got the any experience or uh and one thing that 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 i you know, after doing my level three, it's like, yeah, I'm qualified, but I don't, I don't have any experience mm. on 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 training someone one to one, and that's why I did like a year of training my neighbour to get a feel for it and and, well, and understanding for it. So there should be, I reckon, there should be some sort of like mentorship, where mm. they where where they have like if as a part of your level three, you have to go and work a certain amount of hours for free to learn off other trainers to, to oh, oh, oh well, that's how you do it. Instead of going, right, there's your level three, off you go and train someone. Because uh, I know someone from one of the other gyms that I train at, she went and got a level three, um, started using what she learned from the gym that we train at, but she doesn't understand it properly. Mm. She went and injured mm. one of her clients. Which hey, happens a lot. And, 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 I just, and, and, and that's because she doesn't, she, the only way she uh, rates a good session is by... Um, but exactly, <laughs> exactly, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what I was yeah. gonna say. How you know, at the end of the session. Um, and, I, and I was like, what the hell? And this, pers- this person's probably charging a hell of a lot of money for an hour session, yeah. and then she's gone and like, injured someone and 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 it's in a way it's not her fault because the qualification has allowed her to go and um and train people yeah but in reality she, she's got zero hours of experience mm. you know um i was quite lucky with obviously the, the environment i grew up with with the rugby career that i i had a good knowledge already but i knew i needed to get that one-on-one uh, feel for it exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, also with the, the other gym that I train at, I did probably, I think I did like something like six months of, of free training, group training. Mm. But the six months of experience that I, and, yeah. and the knowledge that I picked up is set me up brilliantly for when I went, actually I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump fully into this. So I've got like a year and a half of work experience um, under my belt before yeah. I actually went I'm going to commit to this and I feel ready and I feel confident <coughs> in myself and I feel that yeah I can go to a client and go this is how much I charge or I go to the gym and go well I'm a freelance PT if you want me to take groups this is how much I charge because I have complete confidence in the way that I uh, program the session how I deliver the session how I take care of the members that I, uh, that are in the gym or my clients that come into my personal training gym. You know, one, so. one of the things that really annoys me about, uh, in particular commercial gyms, is when I'm training out at the moment, is they've got 18, 19 year old children yeah. who've just done a course, have no years training experience before doing a course, and they're training guys in their 50s, 60s that have never, never even been in the gym before. They're charging 45 pounds an hour, and one one day I had to say something because there's PT on his phone 
watching YouTube, watching a YouTube training video Jeez. and getting his client to do what he was watching on the video. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're charging like, like £45 yeah. an hour. Yeah. And I, I did say to the guy, why are you paying this guy to show you what's on YouTube? And you could just do that yourself at home for free. And there's like, you know, if you want a proper PT, you go to a small independent gym, go, go to a guy who's in his 30s, been training all his life, and knows what he's doing. Not an 18 year old kid who's just come out of school, got a piece of paper, and thinks he can run the world. It really drips my shit. It's the way the industry is geared though, because it's so easy to get a job. You know, like yeah. when I first got my first, first training job, and I've worked for most, I won't say them, I worked for most, either as a PT or as a general manager or as a duty manager, worked for most of the big gym cha- you know, yeah. chains in the UK. Yeah. And the trouble is, they don't. When people go in, they think, oh, they've got... I mean, one gym I worked at at once, we had, like, 20 PTs on the books at once. Yeah. Right? And people think, oh, well, they've got 20 trainers. They must all be busy. No, there's two or three that are busy. Yeah. And the rest of there is free labour. Yeah, yeah. Because most of the time, when you go and work for a big P, a big gym yeah. as a PT initially, you either do a certain amount of contract hours for free mm-hmm. or, or you pay a rent and then you don't, but the rent's astronomical, so you can't yeah. afford to do that forever because you haven't got any clients. It's a vicious circle. Mm-hmm. But they had 20 PTs because 16 of them were basically free labour. Yeah. They had to do eight hours for free anyway, so that was your gym floor cupboard, and that's how they yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. And when I worked for one of the big ones, we won't say who, but their colour theme is red and black. <laughs> and when I worked for them for years, and basically the, it was a two-week rule. So you go in, you have two weeks to gain five clients. If you don't gain five clients within two weeks, you're gone straight away. That's how they do it. Yeah. And what they'll do most of the time is they know you're not going to get five in two weeks. Right. So when you hit the day before two weeks, they then say to you, okay, right, you've only got four. We'll be nice. We'll give you another two weeks. Oh, and okay. another two weeks. Mm. And another two weeks. And the PT thinks, oh, this, this, this manager's being really nice. They're giving me longer to earn potential yeah. clients. No, no, no. They're giving you longer because you're working eight hours a week for free. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not being nice and going, you know, we'll give you an extra couple of months because yeah. we really like you, Tim. Well done, Tim. Yeah. No, Tim's working for free. So yes, they're going to fucking keep him there. Yeah. Tim's free labour. But officially, how many hours extra does the PT work and not get paid for it? Oh, yeah, this is it. So the contract might be for eight hours, but you could be doing 15 hours a week for Oh, no you will be, 100%. And also all the things that, again, we talk about not being qualified something, you mm. work in a commercial gym, another commercial chain that I used to work for, used to, there were a large number of kids clubs on every shift. Yeah. Now, whichever level two gym instructor was on shift would take <coughs> kids club. Now, they didn't stop Kids Club Mm. until, and again, true story, this chain I used to work for until one kid got injured because this level two instructor had gone, I've got Kids Club today, I'm going to play dodgeball. (laughs) Took him in a studio, grabbed a load of random med balls and let the kids play dodgeball. (laughs) I kid you not. Now, one kid got his his nose caved in and there was and there was blood and a big issue and when the accident mm. book comes out they've yep, got problems it. and it wasn't until then that they went do you know what I think the person taking kids club should be should be more qualified oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's probably yeah. a good place to well, start but do you know what I know for a fact because I know people that still work for them that level 2 and level 3 people in this gym still take kids club now how does it, I mean you, any other any other trade in the world that involves paediatrics and involves dealing mm. with children there is a separate skill set to dealing yeah. with children, but in the fitness industry, 
they're very often mm. it is overlooked yeah. I'm going to do boot camps and I'm going to do them in a park and I've got a level 2 qualification I'm going to let everyone bring their kids with them and their mm. 11 year olds and their 12 year olds and bring your granny and you know like that that is just sadly danger. the way the industry is <laughs> yeah. scary but yeah. it is and they didn't yeah they didn't change it until one kid got it's, his face caged in playing dodgeball it's dangerous though <laughs> it is dangerous because because um, yeah it gives people this sort of like uh false sense of security that they, they can go and take sessions um, but in reality are they, uh, they, they don't have the experience and, and that's where I think there should be some sort of mentorship where like a certain amount of their PT qualification fee goes towards a gym and then, and, and then th that person can come in and shadow um, uh, an experienced PT or a group PT coach um, and learn because, um, like I said, when I got when I got my level three, I, I was like, I've got this, but I have zero confidence on mm. in, in taking uh, any PT unless I get some experience, and that's where I've, I actually went. Well, I've got a treat while I'm still playing rugby. I don't need I don't need the extra money, but during my time off, let's use it productively, and um, dip my toe into like programming for like. Mm. Uh, programming for just like normal everyday people um training them one-on-one -on -one, and then like i said i, I uh, started taking these group sessions for about six months free at one of the other local gyms and it was the best thing for me and i learned so much off the coach the way that they they, they train people how they um, communicate to a big group um how they can spot and see someone struggling with a movement how they can help regret regress the movement so they can progress so so progression uh, using that progression for progression, and I was like, "Oh my god, I never even thought about that. Never yeah. even thought about that." Um, so, like, I've got a lot to thank for this other local gym, um, and uh, and uh, like the way that they just allowed me to. to obviously, I was helping them out by taking sessions, but it was helping me out mm. massively because I was getting all of this information, learning, learning, and 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 but then building up my confidence because when I first went in quite daunting and I'm like quite nervous but then you, you, you start to like become more confident with the way that you speak to a group of people you don't worry about you don't become self-conscious anymore because you're just used to just doing it um, and uh, it's just like I said it set me up well when I actually went oh I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to this yes it's gonna take me a while to build into it but I'm just gonna commit to it and uh, you know and they, they even this obviously this gym have employed me to take sessions um, uh, as uh, um, as a group trainer at their at their gym, which is great, you know. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely, we, it, there needs to be some sort of like mentorship applied to that level three. Mm. So we don't have all these clowns coming in mm -hmm. and and giving the industry a bad name. But then, but then, like obviously, like the best the the, the, the best thing that can come out of it, there's there's less injury. Um, the people that go with with those with those trainers actually. You know, go. Oh, actually, this this guy knows what he's doing, and and and, in, and sticks with that person, mm. and sticks to that plan, and then they get they get the results that they are looking for and yeah. paying for. Well, the good thing with you is you've got a lifetime of training behind you anyway. But I think a lot of commercial gyms they make the mistake of employing youngsters because mm. they're cheaper. But these youngsters have no time in the gym. They, they haven't been training for two or three years, let alone. 10 years at a professional level, they've got no real knowledge about how to train themselves. So I don't know how these commercial gyms get away with employing these kids to then go on and train adults. 
but you know, I mean, bookkeepers and accountants, yeah. isn't it? Well, they yeah, don't that, do the same thing, but everyone exactly thinks they do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone thinks they do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, just one thing that I've had on my mind, which I wanted to ask in the podcast, and obviously you don't have to delve into the reasons a bit too much, but obviously you're a, you're a vegan, no judgment. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, I didn't what, know that. Yeah. I no. didn't know that. At well, all. I, I thought you might not. Look at the fear on his face. I'd open that. i open that fun can of words. Um, so First coffee. Ba- 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 <laughs> it's all right, mate. This world's falling apart. It's all right, mate. It's all right. It's fine. It's not. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it, mate. It's not one of those vegans. I'm gonna push it on you, mate. Yeah, I mean, just tell us. I guess I'm intrigued as to. What made? Because you haven't always been that way, have you? No. So I guess can I ask, like, when you made that change? Like, because I'm guessing it was in, in the career. You are the most jacked vegan I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you literally are. <laughs> yeah, let's get that trending. <laughs> so yeah, like, um, <laughs> jacked when, vegan. When in your career you made the change and why? So about coming up to four years this August, I <clears throat> made the change. Uh, so I got diagnosed with cancer, uh, testicular cancer, um, and obviously they, they, there's uh, no pressure by the way. No, 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 no that's fine. You like, yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, I'm I'm open about yeah, it anyway. Yeah. I thought uh, you were. I thought it's just a good thing to yeah, kind of keep, you know. Yeah. So um, obviously had the the surgery, had all the tests and everything like that, and then um, uh, the oncologist came in, spoke to me and said, look, we, we, you need to have chemo because it, the, it, it, it went to stage uh, two, I think it is, when it spreads. So it spread to my lymph nodes in my stomach and they were like, you, you're going to have to have three months of chemo. So when I was told that news, I was like, right, I need to make some real big changes to um, my lifestyle, uh, not just with diet, but with like stress management, how I look after my body with rest um, and also hydration, everything like that. So um, I just thought like, I won't leave it to like going to the doctors because all they would say is just take the treatment and, and see what happens. So yeah, I was like, yeah. hang on a minute. It's like, that can't be it. That, I've like, I've, be I've, proactive I've, yeah, in there. Yeah. It's like, I've somehow uh, put my body under this stress that it's, it's, it's formed this, this cancer. So I need to do what I can to help sort of um, heal the body. Uh, so I spoke to, so I just, I, I spoke to a few friends who, who put me in contact with other people who've um, treated their terminal cancer to the point where they're, they're cancer free. And all of them that, all of them said that they, they went vegan um, to help with the alkalinity of the body so they say like the pH of the body is acidic so yep. once so from what my knowledge or and my research they say when the lymphatic system becomes blocked up um, and toxic the toxicity uh, leaks leaches into the bloodstream and once mm-hmm. it's, the, the blood becomes acidic and toxic that's when form uh, tumors start to form either on organs and around the body because it's the body's uh, uh, defense mecha- mechanism to protect that area yep. of acidity so if you reverse that acidity by yeah, by raising the pH, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, basically tumors will shrink, the blood will clean, the lymphatic system will, will start to, to become unblocked and start to, to remove those toxicity naturally. So that's that's the, the reason why I, I, I done it. Um, it was actually really easy for me to, to make the change because a lot of people go, 
oh, was that hard? Did you, is there anything that you missed? Um, I just kept it really simple at the start. I just went, right, I'm just going to eat what I would normally eat, but just take away the meat and dairy. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be fair, like I didn't really, I did, dairy products I didn't really eat much of anyway, but I had a very high like meat content, uh, di- meat uh, d- um, diet. You were a definite carnivore before yeah, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, meat for breakfast, you know, lunch, dinner, <laughs> like and then snacks in between. Yeah. So um, I was like, right, just, just take it completely out. Um, and... Uh, um, I noticed straight away that I was like I wasn't feeling like heavy or, or bloated. I, I had more energy. Uh, I uh, I felt like I like my inflammation in my joints from all like the high intensity training that I was doing was yeah. wasn't there anymore. So I was like I used to suffer with tendonitis in both of my knees, um, completely gone. Uh, so I was like, geez, like this is this is this feels good. I feel really good. I, but I wasn't um, the, the the like the fear that people sort of say oh yeah but you're going to lose weight you're going to lose muscle mass you're going to lose strength all the none things of, they tell you yeah, yeah, yeah and none of those were happening like my actual my, my weight went up uh, my strength went up um my sleep was loads better as well uh so i was like oh i'm going to stick with this and i gave up coffee as well uh for, for two <laughs> years and i said this to steve like yeah. a few times i it was the hardest thing to give give up because you know when you wake up in the morning you smell that coffee i'm like oh god i want that or you walk past uh, coffee shop and you're like oh, oh my hits. god oh my god but um, I've introduced that back into my diet but yeah th- that's the reason why um, I went vegan and uh, and that's the way yeah, yeah and, and that's the thing I I, it, I, I I feel I'm just going on how I feel yeah uh, and uh, and going on my health and I, I, I'm I've never felt healthier so that's why I've decided to stay um, this way. Uh, but I'm not one of those pushy vegans, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not going to push it onto you. Well, no, uh, I mean, I mean, thank you for sharing that because yeah, that's nice. that's a big thing to yeah, share. But yeah, no, that's um, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I just think it's. I mean, I'd kind of you know, I knew a little bit of that because obviously my wife. Yeah. Knows you're now wife anyway. But like, knew you, like a little bit. You said of, I was uh, like. <laughs> a little bit of the backstory, but obviously, yeah, I just thought uh, that was amazing. And most of the time, when you. I don't know, most of the time in this industry, sadly, when you talk to somebody uh, who's gone through a big nutritional change, mm. there's normally a crummy reason behind mm. the nutritional change. So actually, it's really good to chat to somebody and go, do you know what, like zero judgment, Just we, we know this is your nutritional approach, but what's yeah. the rationale? And actually, that is the best reason. You're No one's ever going to have a better reason than that. No. And more importantly, you're still doing it because you're feeling great on it. Yeah. So amazing. It's just nice to hear that rather yeah. than... When you see, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's keto or the carnival diet or, or, or the warrior diet or you know bulletproof coffee, whatever. And when you ask them an opinion, normally it's like, well, I do it because my mate does it. Yeah. So you know, actually, the fact that you've actually done your own due diligence, mm-hmm. got your own rationale behind it, that's amazing. It's working. Were you still things. playing rugby when you found out about the cancer? Yeah. So I just left Gloucester, joined London Irish, um, <laughs> and uh, like I, I sort of knew for about three months there was something not quite right with me with myself so like energy levels were quite low fatigue uh feeling fatigue quite a lot um but when it came to like training and stuff like that fine 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 was that more of a mental thing because you mentally geared for yeah yeah it's that as well but but i it was whenever like i came to like stop uh and i got um and then uh like the week before i went and finally seen someone like I, I, I felt like a like um, a real sharp 
like stiffness through my hip flexor. I thought oh, it's just because I've been driving from commuting from Gloucester to to um, London for yeah. training and stuff like that. That it's just a driving at my hip flexor. Mm. So I was like stretching. It's like, but it's going like from my hip flexor down to like my like the front of my um, groin. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, oh, this doesn't feel too good. And then it went from there around my back as well. Oh, wow. And I was like, this is weird. Mm. And then, um, but then I was like coughing up blood. Well, like, I've then you know something's not right. Yeah, I was like, something's like not right within, <clears throat> uh, with you know, from the inside. Mm. Um, but like it was, but, but because obviously, obviously it was a tumor on, on my testicle, like my hormone levels were all over the oh. place. So I had like these big blood spots on my forearm, which I thought were weird. And and yeah. but but I put on like seven kilos, but I was lean with it. And I was like, okay. I used this. You know, I was like, <laughs> what is going on? You know, this is great. This is great. so you like I'm looking at myself. I'm like, I'm feeling really good, I'm feeling really strong, I'm feeling really fit, but yeah. when I stop, I'm like, Teeth. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like I, all of these like symptoms were coming up and I'm like, I'm getting a bit worried here, I'm getting mm. a bit worried. Uh, and then I, like, I felt like, like from that pain, I was in bed and I was like, I felt like a lump and I was like, shit, like that feels like something that should not be there. Mm. This is really concerning. And it, like the, the testing was feeling quite like, Throbbing a bit, yeah. and then the next day, like the tumor started to, like, I feel it like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, wow. And then, like, just being a bloke, I'm like, oh, I've probably just taken it like a knock and train and tried to play yeah, it down yeah. in my head. And then uh, we played a friendly, so I let it go for like a week, which is stupid of me. And then we had a g game on the Friday, a, a, a preseason game. It was my first game for to, to sort of impress. Mm. So played in the game, completely fine. And I was like, I don't, I, I don't know how I got through it because my testicle was like the size yeah. of, of a like a, a tennis ball. Yeah, it, it like swelled right up. Um, yeah, I but I played, I played the game. <laughs> I played the game, and then like we all huddled around, like quick debrief, and like I just had to run straight into the, the change rooms because I thought I was going to be sick. So I ran mm. into change rooms. I like sat on the bench, and I'm like. I need to go see the doctor we have like every team will have a team doctor that's at every game so got showered um, got changed went straight to the physio room and I uh, got the doc and I was like look mate I need there's something not right with me this is like, I've been feeling like there's something wrong for the last couple of months um, and my testicle is like rock solid and he te like obviously did the checks mm. and he just he, he was just honest with me he's like look we need to get this scene to it, like as soon as possible so um drove from uh the london irish training ground back to gloucester i rang my gp uh who used to be a, a doctor for for gloucester on match day and um uh i was like julian i've like we think I might have mm. something seriously wrong with my and he's like come and see me first thing in the morning so I, went, I drove to his house the next oh. morning <laughs> and he was the same he's like yeah. he's like this is concerning he's like I've got, I'm just going to be honest with you this is very concerning mm. uh, and then Monday tests Tuesday confirmed you got a diagnosis that quick yeah well, so they did, yeah, they, did they, they, they did all my bloods uh, they did bloods uh, ultrasound and then um 
confirmed it on Tuesday and then I was back in again on Wednesday for CT um, surgery on Friday oh, wow. after uh, just before the surgery on, yeah just before the surgery on the Friday they told me about it like spread to my lymph nodes um, and uh, and that, that, that that's where like I like because I have my partner with me Rogan and I was like and she was like very obviously panic station was so what very was your upset. mindset were you worried I was you like, I, like I knew there was something wrong with me so yeah. I was pretty like you know the doctors were like you were right about this and I'm like well at least I, the, the, the good thing is, is that I know this yeah. now, uh, now I know this now I can do something about it yeah. Yeah. so I'm like I think it's just the rugby mentality it's like right you, you get in like you get injured right how the process is right surgery yeah. and then and then do everything yep. right to get back, yeah. and that's that is sort of the mindset I had. It's like I've known I've known for a while now that there's something not right with me. Mm. Um, now it's t- it's time to like to like look at my lifestyle, and I was like, Fuck, you know, I'm eating loads of processed shit, taking all of these supplements. I'm probably way over caffeinated. I'm stress stress levels are through the roof. Mm. I'm not sleeping enough, and it's just like I need to just stop all of this shit I need to yeah. get rid of stop all of this stuff that's that's making like putting stress on the body it's making me ill uh, and start putting stuff in place to, to start healing myself from mm. inside out um, and I've got like quite a stubborn like mentality as well so if I'm going to do something a certain way I'm going to I'm going to stick to it and, 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 and buy into it and, and do it my way mm. Um, so the, the doctors were like, Are "You were right. You, you know, we have people. When we get this news, we have yeah. people obviously breaking down." And, and I was just like, so "I was like, okay, like, yeah, it's getting it's it's yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. I, 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 like, I was just glad that I knew that. Right. I knew the peace of mind that you knew. What yeah, I knew. The thing is, like, I knew there was something wrong. Yeah, but to be have that confirmed. Yeah, hit, yeah. yeah, I was like, right now. How am I going to take power back? Yeah. So how am I going to take control of this? Because I don't want to put my, I don't want to put all of, all of my uh, trust into these doctors that are just going to address it with surgery and drugs. Chemicals, yeah. Because it doesn't address the root cause. Um, I was like, right, I need to, I need to seriously look at myself. Um, I seriously need to like to, to sort my my lifestyle out um, to heal my body. Mm. Um, and, that, and that's what I did. I was just like, right, I'm going to take control. I'm going to take that power back. And that's why, like, I, I, I took that. And with all my family living down in Cornwall, mm. I said the same things to them. I was like, don't worry about me. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't, I was like, you don't need to come up and see me every week. I was like, just let me get on with this, on, with, yeah, with yeah. the way I'm going to do it, and I'll be fine. Yeah, funny enough, I've, I've heard similar from like, other professional sports people that that mentality seems to be prevalent. Uh, I think you needed to get to, to be a professional anyway. If you want to get to a certain high level, you need that mentality of that's my goal. I'm going after it. Mm. I don't care what what obstacles in my way. I'm going to just smash them. Yeah, and like for me, it, I, nobody questioned me about it. They just no. and that's I think that's what what helped the most as well. Like the just support, yeah, the support group was like, yeah, you got. Juki, you got you do it the way you've got to do it yeah. because no one else is in my yeah. shoes. I, I'm the one. Yes, yeah. it's my battle, it's my fight, and all I want is support. Yeah, yeah. So and it's your team, team, family, yeah. friends. Um, but the one person who 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 was like, don't do that, don't worry about it, was the oncologist. No right. So me and him fell out. Well, no. like, Said uh, what? Don't go vegan. He was like, don't worry about it. 
he's like just 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 take the just take the just just ha- uh, take Half the, the chemo. take the chemo yeah and then and see if that works Shit. and i just went no way yeah. i was just like what i was like what you know i was like surely i need to detox my body i've got all of these yeah. toxins wow. and yeah. shit in my body mm. i need to just i need to get rid of it i need to remove it from the body and then the healing process can start yeah um but yeah, I won't get into no, too much. But, but 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 the main thing is, Did is you that send her in? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have done. Yeah, if I see if I see him out in the street, I yeah. struggle to rein it in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like the main thing was like my support group. Yeah, um, was amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, th- th- and those people like got me through it. You know, yeah, the club, cool. I, London Irish at the time, superb, yeah. brilliant, really good. Nick Kennedy was the DR at the time, uh, ringing me every week, messaging me every week, wow. you know, making sure that I was all right. And it's, mm. it's difficult because I, like, cause I signed for them so late, I was commuting from Gloucester to, to, to London. So I was back over here, the, the team were all the way over mm. there. So I didn't, it was really, it was tough because I, I wanted to be a part of the team, but yeah. because I was going through my... I was like, I can't even go into the, I can't even go into the club and do a little bit of training when I feel good and stuff mm. like that. I was doing all my own training as well. Did your uh, training change? Sorry. Did your training change when you were training? Yeah, I d- so the chemo, it fucks you up. Yeah. So like energy level, strength level. So I would, I would literally go in and train for like twenty minutes, and that was it. You know, right. just try and do what I can. Yeah. Get in, get out. Um, a lot of like walking and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, especially after like my big cycles, I would be wiped out for like three, four days, yeah, and, then, and then and then it would slowly come. When I slowly come out of that funk, I would be like, right, I feel alright, and I'll just do body weight training with the TRX and stuff like that, mm. and then and then build the weights back into it. But it's crazy in that three months of of treatment, I was like a sh- at, right at the end, I was like a shadow of my like former yeah. self. Um, <clears throat> so it was a. a it's a bit like we died for volleyball, isn't it? Not. Same, but you kind of like the soul. Nothing left. Yeah. yeah. No, mate, it's unreal. It's, that it's, you, not, it's not the same as that, you, that you fall off, off, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like massive, massive respect for everyone that listens to this. I think the same. Like, you know, yeah, the fact that you did it, mm. it's amazing. Obviously, you know, testament to. Yeah. To like you say, the support network and those people yeah. that stepped up and they step mm. up to be there with you and kind of you yeah. know. Well, like since since like it's happened to me, there's been geez a handful of, of other pro rugby players who've, who've you know had the bad news um, but all of them have contacted me so like, nice it's been nice that I can go look this is how I done it mm-hmm. you know treat it as though it's a, like a long term injury mm. um, and uh, but just be focused on, on, on getting yourself better and I'd send out all send out all of my information that I what from what I did and I was like look Everybody's different, you know. Every yeah. like I, I had a physio who would say he wouldn't treat the injury; he'd, he'd treat the player who's injured. If you know what I mean, because yeah, every player will, yeah. will, will will react differently to an injury. Mm. So it's the same thing with the illness. I was like, look, here's the information that I I I uh, used. used. Um, it's just there. Point. Yeah, yeah. Like, use what you feel is going to work for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to go vegan or cut meat completely out your diet or whatever you know um, it's like you've got to do what you feel is right for you Mm. Um, and a lot of it is like a lot of them that take away like the mindset thing is like doing stuff like to keep their mind off off 
the shit that they're going through and, and just trying to stay like positive and focused. Like mindset is definitely, I always put it right at the top. Mindset is key because the mindset will get you through it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you've got that negative mindset and that, yeah, straight away you're, yeah, straight away you're, 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 you're going backwards rather than forwards. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, in, in a way, like I, I feel like, yeah, that, sh- that, that shit happened to me nearly four years ago, but I can use that experience to help others and, and help educate others as well. And, um, and uh, you know, and be uh, like someone. You know, if someone wants to, wants to, needs to support, they can. Like, I always say, look, here's my number, here's my information. Just give me if you want to. Just in the middle of the night, you want to just drop me a text, drop me a text. I said, yeah. or if you want to vent, give me a call. Or if you want to ask me questions, I like, don't hesitate. Just give me a, give me a bell, and uh, we can have a chat about things. Mm. So it's, it's nice that I can um, use my shit experience for for something positive. positive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it must be good for them to know that. You've been through it. You know yeah. what's going to happen. You know what there is light experience. on the other side, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, I find that, we're, we're, especially with the rugby boys, we're all cut from the same cloth. Yeah, we're all the, alpha, the, the, alpha males yeah. as well, for starters. We're all stubborn. No one wants to yeah. ask. We're all we're all stubborn, but then mm-hmm. we have that like quite. Then we have that mental resilience to go right. Yeah, it's going to be fucking tough. Yeah. But I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to stay strong for not just for, for myself, but for my family and my friends. Mm-hmm. And that support group, because everybody's like, everybody around you, they, they want to break down and cry, but you're like, you're the one who's staying strong for yeah. them. If you don't, yeah, don't yeah, you're like, yeah. you're like, don't worry about it. Don't worry yeah. about it. Don't stress. Yeah, don't I've stress. This, yeah. I don't want to see. Yeah, like I, I'll, I'll be saying to like my family, it's like the last thing I want to see is people getting upset around me. Because yeah. I just don't want to be around you if you're bit, if you're yeah. if you're crying and being upset. I don't want to be around you. Yeah. So like, just take the piss out of me. My dad, yeah. my dad called me Uncle Vesto because like, when I lost all my hair, <laughs> lost, you know. And and that's the thing is like, I'd rather have someone give me some banner, yeah. give me some shit, you know. Yeah. Have a laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we get called on confessor all the time. I shave on purpose. <laughs> I have got hair, honest. It's the afro, isn't it? When it grows out, it's curly afro. Oh, he, he goes, it's curtains, proper curtains. Yeah, strong curtains. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah, I feel like I say thank yeah, you for sharing man. that, because that's, yeah, uh, that's a very useful story for a lot of people to hear. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, it's yeah. cool, isn't it? Like you say, it gave you what you needed to, and you've used it, and you're still using it, and now you're in an industry, you've never been happier. Good. It's a really good success story, mate. So, yeah, thank you very much. No, I no think worries. I don't know. I haven't really got any more questions. I don't know if these boys have. Nope. Um, yeah. Unreal. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank no you for worries. being yeah, the, the first guest on episode number yeah. one. It's been an interesting chat, actually. No, it has, and this yeah. is it. This is kind of the whole thing. This whole series is going to be about. It's just people with interesting stories, mm. just to tell the story and kind of, you know, there's a relevance to business, there's a relevance to fitness, there's a relevance to life, and that. So we just yeah. got to share the stories. But no. It's cool. I think that's uh, I think that's good. I think episode one is a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>